This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Number one thing about starting a business or trying to build a profile is that you're going to lose a lot. A lot of people are going to leave comments that you stink, that you should stop, and you're not good. You're going to try to sell something and nobody's going to buy it. I think back to one story I never tell that I just got inspired to tell in this room, just remembered, was I actually sold stuff door to door a lot more as a kid than I remembered. I just thought about it the other day. I used to just find things in my house that might have not even been mine. <laughs> and I used to just walk around Edison, New Jersey, <laughs> ringing people's doorbells and asking them if they wanted to buy it. I was like, you want to buy this weird t-shirt or this pencil? <laughs> And when, you, when you're selling ridiculous stuff that nobody wants outside of the one person every 50 homes that just thought you were a cute kid and gave you a dollar, you just got a lot of no's. And, and one of the reasons I think so many people are struggling and are unhappy in their early 20s is we're coming into a place where people are hitting their 20s that were parented of a generation that tried to overprotect. And, and I think losing is awesome because you deserved it. I Means somebody was better than you. And that's good for you to know because that's real life. That's how it's gonna be. And I think getting somebody to say no is awesome because that's real life. It doesn't mean you suck. It means what you tried to do right now didn't work. And I think that we have to have a much bigger conversation around that and I'm happy a lot of you are listening to it right now because it's very real. Because I will tell you kids and parents for that matter that I sit up here tonight extremely happy because I was losing so much and got so many no's as a kid. Because now that I'm a grown up, it doesn't scare me. And unfortunately for a lot of grown ups, it continues to scare them. They cared about what kids in high school thought about their dress. They cared about opinions and they were overprotected and it made them incapable. I really believe in the zoo animal thing. We go to the Central Park, Bronx Zoo right now and release those animals into natural habitat, they're dead in 10 seconds. And I think we have to be very thoughtful for the parents in this room, especially who brought their kids tonight, you have to let them lose. No fake, in- fake environments are destroying their actual confidence. It's the great disservice of parenting to eliminate merit and the truth from your kids. So I, I really like entrepreneurship for that. You know, my mom didn't micromanage, she let me live, which means the, the system said no to me a lot. I did a lot of card shows that I didn't do well on. I had a lot of bad things happen. You know, when I was 13, 40 year old dudes were ripping me off, you know, cause they just imposed their old man will on me and scared me, like all sorts of stuff happened. All of which allow me the great luxury to be in front of you tonight. So, really ultimately here's what I would say and then I'll go into Q&A because I think it'll bring the most value. I desperately need you guys to leave here understanding how ridiculously lucky we are to be alive during this era. This internet thing is no joke. No joke. And, and I just, and, and by the way, for everybody who gets a trillion followers and makes it and, I mean, Justin Bieber, YouTube, like it's now been a while since this has been happening and working. 
I think for a lot of this room, you may not go on to be Bieber or build a YouTube channel that makes $80 million selling toys, but the real conversation that isn't being talked about is I do believe almost everybody in this room is uncomfortably capable of producing a $100,000 a year business if they put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and have skill, whether that is through making a channel and having brands subsidize that or selling stuff or starting a product. And, and I hope that everybody who watches this that's not in here or even the people in here realize that that's a big statement. That's a lot of money. It just is. And, and I say it so simply, but it's not simple at all. But the fact that you can in a way that you never could before is remarkable. And I think all the people you look up to or you admire or you watched build real businesses or real influence on these platforms, they're the preview, not the anomaly. And not everybody's gonna have my natural talent or work ethic or the chips fall the way they did. But I don't, I want people to love their game the way I love it, not get the accolades or success that I have. Because the happiness is way more fun than the byproduct. Does being an entrepreneurial genius, is that only for people under the age of 35? What if you are 40, 50, 60, or 70? This whole entrepreneurship game isn't in it for you because we keep using the word, you're young, you're young. Well, what if you're not young? Yeah, I mean, a couple things on that front. It's funny you said that. It's something I've been spending some time thinking a lot about. Number one, you know, if you're at 35, 40, you know, 45, and you've worked as a non-entrepreneur, you're not an entrepreneur. First of all, I think anybody. And you couldn't be. You sure can be. You're more than welcome to be, but you're not a purebred entrepreneur. Listen. This is something a lot of you guys know that I get razzed on online because I say that if you ever work for anybody else, you're not an entrepreneur. Because my definition of an entrepreneur is you can't breathe at the thought of working for somebody else. That's my, my, personal, my personal point of view on being a true bred entrepreneur. If you, are as an, if you are a true entrepreneur, the notion of working for somebody else is so devastating that you would rather live on a couch with your four buddies with cockroaches and eat food every day to try to build something. I truly believe that. What about the argument that we're all entrepreneurs? And I could say, Stephanie Rule, Bloomberg Media, I work for myself. And if You'd you be respect, lying to yourself. And if you respect, <laughs> but why? Because, why you, could because somebody pays your paycheck. Yes. That's just Google entrepreneurship. That's not what it says. <laughs> but why can't, why can't one take an entrepreneurship approach to their own They self. can, they can. So again, a lot of people that follow me know that the way I decipher from an entrepreneur is I use the term entrepreneurial tendencies. I think you have them. You've been very smart, in my opinion, from afar. It's why I like you, it's why I want you to be here tonight. First of all, I knew it wouldn't be, I mean, some of them are probably confused in the beginning. I knew it wasn't gonna be a cush interview, right? I knew there were gonna be a real- cush interview. No, but it wasn't gonna be the normal, like, Gary, hey. Wait, you know, it like, wasn't gonna be, when did your genius first That's manifest? Right. That's right. Because I was wondering. That's right. Yeah. And so that was interesting for me. Um, and so, but more importantly, I, I do think we can have entrepreneurial tendencies. I, I think that's great. And I do think that people need to be practical. I do think if you're sitting in this crowd right now and you have debt 
if you, from college, right? Or if you have, I mean look, you know how many people are dealing with real life stuff, including stuff like that nobody ever talks about, including like, I sit up here and be like, be an entrepreneur, and meanwhile you're sitting in that audience and saying, my spouse died. My spouse died. Like my spouse died, I've got two young kids. Like it's not so easy to be entrepreneur land. There's real stuff that happens in people's real lives. Here's what I'm saying. We are living through the luckiest period of time ever for all of us because there's something called the internet. When your spouse died in 1972, right? You had no practicality after seven or eight or nine p.m. when you got home to change your life. You just kind of like came home. The world shut down, right? You got rest is probably what you did. Or maybe if you were really hustling, you got an overnight great job, right? But now we have the internet. The practicality of turning your life into an entrepreneur is very real. From 9 p.m. on till two in the morning, every day, everybody here is more than welcome for five full hours a day. Which, oh by the way, is about the amount of time that most people actually work in their nine hour day. Because these hour lunches and the 20 minutes that you watch some random video on YouTube that your buddy sent you and you're texting all day. I mean, And you're watching Ask Gary Vee. That's your right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, people are really in these jobs deploying only five or six hours, right? And so there's so much time to do your thing. The problem is people say things and then do different things. We say things all, we say that we if- We say on Facebook say that if, what we like and on Amazon they know what we buy. Correct, that's a nice point. Good one to sneak in there, Steph. I think that we, I think more importantly- You don't pay me to be here. You're gonna need to be nicer. I'm being very nice. <laughs> we say things like if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada, and then we don't, right? Yeah. We say things, we say things like, we say all these things that go against our, we say we give a about privacy, and you're giving away your data all the time, 24-7, 365. So, I play in a white space of what people say. We say that I'll never be on Snapchat, it's so stupid. We say things and then I've spent a career trying to figure out what we say versus what I think is eventually gonna happen and then I bet my energy, time and money on that. There's a thing I did on Bloomberg before you were on Bloomberg, like years ago, it was a Techstars. Were you at Bloomberg when they did that Techstars? Okay, Techstars did a show where they were, where they had four, it was around Techstars on Bloomberg where they were following eight startups. It was like, the last episode was like a real world event, right? Mm -hmm. There was people sitting there and talking about like, you know, what happened on the show. You know how real world used to do the wrap up show? That's what they were doing. Seven shows, so I'm there with five other VCs. Seven companies go and they go, hi, I'm Rick, and we created donkeydonkey.com, and we raised $4 million, and everybody clapped, right? And he would sit down. Hi, I'm Stan, we created like loofyloofy.org, and we've raised $7 million. And he would sit down, and everybody clapped. Finally, this kid gets up, and he goes, hey, we're from Red Rover, we didn't raise any money, we got a couple clients out of the exposure, and we didn't raise any money, and we're just kind of starting to get going. Silence. I lost my on TV. Shocking. You know, I was like, this is why this is all gonna be right? Because literally, everybody just stood up and said, hi, I'm Johnny from Boogie 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 and I gave away 30% of my company. And we clap up. These guys actually built a business and Hold nobody on. cared. Hold on, back it up. Please. Right there, for yes. aspiring entrepreneurs. Yes. When we say, I raised $4 million, I raised $1 million, that means I gave away X percentage of my business. Do you believe that budding entrepreneurs realize what the implications of raising money actually means? 96% no. That's a bummer. 
I think most people don't get it. I think it was very attractive. You're young, you're gonna build the next Facebook, and let's go. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much and even more fun because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm going to have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, so simple and yet so phenomenal. Just like anyone else, when I first heard Gary, I thought he was full of crap. But after consuming different books, reading his books, reading other great books, my mind was changed. I realize now how fantastic kindness and empathy is to grow your business and grow yourself. Thank you, Gary. Never change. Thank you so much for that kind review. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.